Welcome back to Radio Revel with your host, Revel Airway. Today's Monday, and our show today is a reading of the weekly topic post I hung on the board over at Cafe Talk this week. Have a listen. My dog does speak. My pets have always spoken to me. My challenge was to accept that. Now, I wasn't always aware that animals speak to humans. As a kid, I figured that my German shepherd, Chipper, was just barking his head off, because that's what German shepherds do. They bark at just about anything. My only exchanges with him were like this. Chipper, wow, 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 wow. Me, Chipper, be quiet, stop barking. Not a particularly friendly nor profound conversation. In fact, our communication was mainly one way. I gave him orders, and he tried to obey them. I first became aware that animals speak to us while spending the summer on my Aunt Maxine's hog farm in Wisconsin. I was 16 years old. She had taken me on as a hired hand that summer, since I had just gotten my driver's license and could work with the tractors, raking hay, as well as doing other chores. One of them, of course, was to feed and water and generally care for the hogs. Aunt Maxine was the proud owner of three huge, large white, that's the name of the breed, sows. They were really massive sows, and they were highly valued because they could give birth to up to 18 piglets at a shot. Aunt Maxine always named breeding pigs for easy identification, and one of those three large whites the largest of the three, was called White Mama. White Mama was talkative. She didn't just grunt and growl at you. She looked you in the eye and said things. At first, like any town boy spending a summer on the farm, I figured it was just silly pig grunts, and Maxine corrected me on that. She told me that White Mama was talking to me, and it was up to me to understand what she was saying, as White Mama was smart enough to understand what I was saying to her. So, every morning, when I approached White Mama's farrowing crate, I'd greet her, and she actually looked me in the eye and gave me a morning's worth of gossip. I'd reply, not really knowing what she had said to me, but conversing with her. She would listen, then reply herself, and so we would go on for several minutes. Though I never knew what we were talking about, I always left those exchanges with the feeling that I just enjoyed some small talk with someone. Communicating with our pets is not dependent on the pet being able to speak, pronounce, vocalize the human language that we speak. Just as we don't try to speak cat or dog when we speak to our pets, why should we expect them to suddenly speak human? We assume that the pet will more or less understand what we are saying through the tone, our gestures, and our facial expressions. Why shouldn't we do the same thing on our end? The common language that we share with domestic animals is our mutual affection. That is sometimes just the good feeling we get from giving a rub to a horse's nose or taking a moment to break the boredom a sow must feel while locked up in a farrowing crate for days, with the only break in the monotony being feeding time. On the other hand, that affection may be the deep love we feel for our cat or our dog. My dog Sancho is a little limited in his conversations, but that's just from my point of view. 
I understand when he says, I'm bored, or play with me now, or let's get in the car and go for a drive. And he understands when I say, enough, calm down, or do you want to go to grandma's house, or good boy, yes. We communicate all of the time. Sometimes he ignores me, sometimes I ignore him. That's just how relationships go. Before Sancho, I had a wonderful, wonderful cat, Geppetto. Geppetto spoke to me the very first time I saw him, and I knew exactly what he was saying, even if he was not speaking English or Spanish. His words, translated inside my head, were, Take me home with you. Please save me. Now, how did I know that? Well, Geppetto was sitting on the curb one cool June evening. It was a local festival, and there were a lot of people in the streets. He was trembling in front of an abandoned house everyone called the Cat House because it was full of stray cats. He couldn't have been more than six weeks old. His eyes were crusty, his fur filthy. He looked me straight in the eye and with one eloquent meow said, You are a good person. You love cats. Take me home with you. I, of course, did take him home with me, and for the next eighteen years that we shared a home and experiences and trips and good times and hard times, he never stopped talking to me, nor did I stop talking to him. I really wish that I had known all of this way back when I was sharing a piece of my life with Chipper. Chipper was a good dog, but I always just treated him like a dog. I tried to train him in the normal heel and sit and stay behavior one does with a dog. If he barked, I always checked to see if anyone was intruding on our back lot where he was tied up. I fed him and cleaned up after him and pet him. But I never spoke with him, we never conversed, and I never understood just what he was saying when he barked and barked when there was no one there, not even the stray squirrel. If I had known that he was actually saying something to me, I would have understood what he was saying at once. He was saying, I love you, human. Thank you for listening to this week's weekly topic post. I hope you enjoyed listening to it. Tune in to Radio Rebel again next Monday to hear the weekly topic post by Rebel, read aloud by me, Rebel Airway. Thanks again for listening. Peace. You're listening to Radio Rebel.